0: Get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, (coughs) it's scary.
1: Greetings and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Reduct Buscephala Podcast. That's the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and Inebriard Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you tonight by Deadly Grounds coffee, coffee, to die for. I am your host of the moment. My name is Parasite Steve, a.k.a. Steve Van Sampson, a.k.a. Steve of Destruction, though nobody calls me that. And with me tonight is my 8-bit buddy, Mr. We call him, sometimes we call him Mr. Alchemy.
2: Sometimes. Sometimes we do call that. Sometimes I do, we're like, Mr. Alchemy's my dad. But then other yeah. times we're like, no, nah, it's me. So, right. hi. Yeah.
1: And it, it also let, it brings up the, uh, the opportunity to go, you know, for you to go, they call me mr Mr. no mr alchemy mr alchemy i thought i was being kumba now no no that's a that was a different show
2: (laughs) well there's also those who call me tim there's a (laughs) lot of ways that could have set up could have gone
1: i wasn't no it's not like it's my fault i i was a multiple
2: choice question i chose c (laughs) i said i was gonna choose a sorry that's okay
1: Uh, you know, you're doing great. You're doing great. It doesn't Thanks. matter.
2: I feel great. It's great to be here.
1: Well, of course it feels great because you're not downstairs locked in the brig.
2: Damn right. I'm on the poop deck.
1: Which but you know who time. is? Uh, well, I'll, you know what? I'll tell you. Tell this week, this week, this particular week, we actually have a talented New York-based comedian and writer, the man who built the media empire known as Dumb Industries with nothing but a dream, some barbed wire, and his mitts with dumb industries he's the producer of quality web-based programming progr- programming uh, you know what i'm just going to go back and say entertainment such as the dude, mary dude, joe dude, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> such as the mary joe peel show the dumb industries mystery hour and the hilarious monthly live riffing show the mads are back ladies and gentlemen down in the brig it's chris gersbeck hey
0: welcome to the show chris Hey guys, thanks so much for throwing me down here and um listing all my credits. That was really nice. I felt good. I appreciate it. You well, like I to
2: feel make sure that our prisoners like feel appreciated, but also yes. know that they are prisoners.
0: No, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, if you guys were just like, yeah, this guy's down here,
1: I'd be oh, just a little pissed off. But there's a
2: have you like, done
0: your research.
1: So. There's a man with a hat. Yeah, we <laughs> there. There's. There's there's a beard as well. There's a he's a hat and a beard.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I I do want to say you know Chris you know I know it's I know it's kind of messy down there in the brig. Now now okay just so you know this is your first time here so I'll I'll tell you the dank the mildewy death smell that that's actually supposed to be there but I have to explain all the VHS tapes. All right, like <laughs> yeah. all right, th- you're not gonna believe this, but like ha- not. Uh, half I was going can-
0: through them. I I I have to compliment you on the collection. It's quite good.
1: Well, you know, the funny thing is, they're not credit. even ours. We can't take. We can't take they're not even ours. Like not even oh. half an hour ago, this frigging portal opened up, and apparently, it went directly to the dumpster behind the last blockbuster, and they all just kind of like fell I'm through with that dumpster. Yes. So you may you may be rifling through things you've already previously rifled through. Yes. Yes. Um. Um. So yeah, just a yeah. few
0: things I've recognized. Yeah, but. <clears throat> I don't see yeah. a BCR down here though. So I
2: don't know what good they're going to do. Now.
1: Right. Because there was no planning. There was no planning. Yep. It was, it was, it yeah. was, it also completely works out of nowhere.
2: for the torture, you know, to be like, Oh, there's all these wonderfully <laughs> horrible VHS tapes that I could watch. Right. But right. I just have to look at the tape, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right, really, it's, it's like it's like oh my god,
1: mm-hmm. and like oh my god. They have uh, you know on the floor is bleeders starring Rudger Hauer with the actual blood like cover that you can mush around with your thumb. And I I don't even have a VCR to play it. Like what am I supposed to do? It's torture. Oh, I you just move the blood around. It's like that Twilight Zone where the world ends
0: and the guy's happy because he can yes. read, and then his glasses break.
1: Exactly. Uh, yes, time enough at last, starring Burgess yep. Meredith. One of the mm-hmm. three Burgess Meredith episodes. I. I feel like it's the second best. I feel like it's the, the obsolete man is, is the number one for me. But obsolete, anyway. yeah, good one. Oh, oh my God, that <laughs> one is as poignant as that show got. But that's enough about that. So, first, let me just say, uh, welcome to the show. We appreciate you being here. Of course, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so my wife and I, just so you know, we'll start with this. My wife and I are actually really big fans of the Mads are back. And we've caught many episodes over the last couple of years. And uh, I got to say, and I'm being completely serious here, like it really helped us get through the pandemic
0: because I love hearing that it's that's the best
1: that yeah (laughs) it's it's 100 true because there was nothing we could do there were no you know you couldn't go to the movies you couldn't go to like jack shit so oh by the way you can swear so (laughs) we so it was like you had to create events like sometimes we on friday nights we would you know go into the basement on the tv we don't usually use and that was like a special movie night like we'll just yeah yeah you know you got to like create like things that are not a big deal that become big deals because there's just nothing you can do. And <clears throat> with, with the Mads are back being on like a random day of the week, it's mm-hmm. like Tuesday. Uh, it was really, really fun um, to, That's, to look forward to.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it goes both ways because I don't know what the hell I would have done had I not been working on these kinds of shows. Like had Frank not reached out to me and said like, Hey, do you think we can do this thing online? Like, I might have lost my mind during the pandemic <laughs> and then Yeah. So uh it's yeah, no, it's it goes both ways, absolutely. But I love hearing that it's it helped people, especially like I think back to like those early months of the pandemic and like we started doing the show I think in July, but we'd been planning it for like months leading up to that. And um I still have like a lot of like those like early pandemic memories are like still like sear to my brain like there's like the, those like the, those feelings of like uncertainty and like mm-hmm. and fear yeah. and stuff it's all yeah. like, right it's like tattooed to my brain um but yeah i i like i i just absolutely love hearing that it's it's been like a source of comfort to people mm-hmm. while they were trapped in their homes <laughs> so
2: yeah i appreciate gives a, that gives a dose of like you know normalcy and some kind of like you know, hope in a, in a bleak time and, and, and not like in a way that feels like world changing. It's just fun. Yeah. And like, Mm -hmm. that was really easy to forget about was just, you know, good old fashioned fun. And, and like, that's a huge thing that you need to remember in like a time that's really rough like that. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it impacted a lot of people.
0: I think like the communal aspect of it too, just everyone watching these things In real time together is Mm -hmm. has been like a big part of it like the community's like really grown just from you know just from like these monthly shows and then that like grew into then the Mary Jo Peel show and like all these other things um but that's all just because I think people love experiencing these kinds of things together and mm-hmm. there's really no kind of better way to do that than to like be able to like chat with people in real time mm-hmm. during a show like that <laughs> so yeah. um yeah it's we we were like very lucky that this kind of show translated to an online format so well cuz um like in the world of stand up like stand up just kind of collapsed during the pandemic cuz oh yeah it just not. It's not the same experience. Someone doing stand up on a on a on a Zoom show is like just not the same as going to a club and seeing it. But, exactly.
2: I mean, you even heard like Stephen Colbert being like, "Yeah, I've just been delivering these jokes to a, and nobody, a screen, yeah. and <laughs> I have no idea what's landing." And it's like, you know, right. these are some of the biggest guys in the business feeling right, this yeah. pressure. Let alone yeah. everybody else who's out there trying to do the same thing. It's like, yeah, you need like you have no feedback. You can't read the yeah. room and yeah. you're the only one in it.
0: Right. I think Trace and Frank actually they still worry about that because they're not getting any feedback. They never look at the chat. They don't they always say they don't want to look at the chat because they don't want to be like influenced by anyone. They also think Hmm. that their fans are probably funnier than them. So they like (laughs) ignore the chat completely. And um yeah, it's it's you know, it it's uh oh god, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry.
2: Um, it's like,
1: it, it, <laughs> left the station. it happens all the time you know uh,
2: yeah it's a new skill set though to have to cultivate to be able to stay witty and and make jokes and not worry about if they landed or not because it's like i don't right. know man it's like <laughs> right, as good right, as you right. tweet in the night like if nobody sees it whatever but like yeah. you said <laughs> it and it's out there
0: i think that's why like i think the goal for both trace and frank is to make the other one laugh because then it's like oh i earned their laugh yeah and so like that joke was good yeah um but yeah it's i think it's 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 tough for them i mean it's enjoyable for all of us but Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think they're like is this stuff landing and i tell them every time i'm like yes like you guys are funny on fire like you're
1: killing it yeah that is really interesting you know i didn't i didn't think of that but that that actually describes uh you know the band that uh the two of us used to be in. um We pretty much, you know, nobody yeah. else gave a crap. So we're like, "Well, do you like it?"
2: Right. Well, we do, like do you our like own this, band.
1: Do you like this riff? And yeah. they're like, "Yeah, this is, I like the this, smell this of my rad. own parts.
2: Yeah, let's keep doing <laughs> yeah. it." Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but so if they're just trying to make each other laugh, that's really great. And of course, yeah. whenever the other one snickers, like that is one of the best parts, just overall. Yeah. Yeah. When it's they break each other, it's, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. it's so good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, before we get too far into this, for those who are listening tonight on our show and don't actually know what we're talking about, uh, so the Mads are Back is a web show you produce. Dumb Industries is your company. Mm-hmm. And um, these are uh, Trace and Frank. It's Trace Beaulieu and Frank Conniff, the uh, the original Mad Scientists. Well, not the original original, but the more famous. Uh, the Mads from Mystery Science Theater three thousand, Doctor Forrester, and of the course, classic Mads, the classic Mads, Mads. and of course, yeah. uh, yeah, not counting uh, Mr. J. Elvis Weinstein, who mm-hmm. of course was the original, but the uh, yeah, so in TV's Frank, you know, Forrester and TV's Frank, I mean, they're they're just the uh the dream team as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, uh, and you have them, and and uh you know, you you guys pick a movie, and then you uh you do like a pre-show and you're on there and Trace and Frank are on there. And sometimes you have a guest and uh, you do a little chat and then um, you get into the movie and the video is, becomes just the movie. Mm -hmm. So if people are thinking like, Oh, mystery science theater, well, it's not mystery science theater. It's the Mads are back. It's just similar. So, you know, just like riff tracks or something like that, you're just hearing the voices and they're not playing characters. They're just themselves, but they are riffing in the mm-hmm. exact same way yeah. and uh, and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm like really excited to know like the, the genesis of this and like what your process is. But before we, before we get to that, at least like, okay, a little bookkeeping. That's, yeah. that's what we're talking about for those. For those of you out
2: there who just blindly listen to our episodes, <laughs> yeah. we don't care the subject matter at all. We're really You're
1: like, I just, I just tuned in for a guy wearing a hat. I just like hats. <laughs> you put that in the the title, Steve. I don't know why you did that. Um, so I want to go back. So um. So Chris, mm. on the Dumb Industries about us page, which I read today extensively. Oh, nice! It yes, it mentions that uh, in 2015 mm. you did some work for MTV, and uh, it, you you mentioned the state. Of which I I'm did. A big fan. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't work with MTV when at the very
0: beginning of the pandemic. Um, I okay. was. I was yeah, and this this cat won't leave me alone now, <laughs> That's so funny. she's here. Um. At the beginning of the pandemic, I had been working with this podcast, Risk, uh, which is a storytelling show. It was live in New York City, and they they did tours and stuff. Uh, it's hosted by Kevin Allison, who's one of the members of MTV's The State, yeah, uh, which is like you know the sketch show in the '90s. Yeah, love love The State. Yeah. Um. So when the pandemic happened, The State wanted to do like an online reunion type of thing, and Kevin recommended me to do the publicity for that. that show so i got to i got to meet all the all the guys in the state and i mean all you know online and everything but Mm -hmm. yeah that was that was super surreal as someone who like grew up loving those guys i mean it was already weird that i was like working with one of them and then like to get to meet all of them it was just it was insane um but yeah no i never i never worked at mtv i should maybe i should update that maybe it's too confusing because I feel like the state is not recognizable unless you put like
1: MTV's the state in front of it. Well, <laughs> but, yeah, it's too general of a, of a title. Yeah. 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 So, oh, um, but okay. Well, that's cool. That's cool. That's still really cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, so, so you did promotion stuff. Yeah. I, so I
0: started in, in up in 2015, but like, I very quickly got into producing and, um, I started just doing that more and more and Then like, I kind of stepped, back from producing to focus or step back from stand-up to do more production type stuff. Like I just liked the behind the scenes work more and I felt like you know like my talents were better suited for that. So um I started doing more and more of that. And with that just comes like you have to publicize your shows. You have to reach out to press. You have to yeah. make people want to come out to your events, which is in New York city, extremely hard to do when there was just so much incredibly like, competitive. Right? Yeah. There's just God. so much stuff going on and mm. everyone's scattered throughout the entire city. Like every borough has got like its own weird little scene and everything. Um, but like I got, I got pretty good at just getting like local press and getting people to come out to shows and everything. And um, I, so then I was working at this comedy club QED. Um, I was running the door there while also like hosting and producing shows there. Cool. And uh, once I, I started getting more and more like press and stuff, I was like, Oh, maybe I can like offer my services to other like comedians and podcasters and stuff in New York yeah. city. And, uh, and then like quickly, like that started becoming more and more my full-time job. So Like I just kind of went like, full-time into that eventually then the pandemic happened and like everything completely changed <laughs>
2: but right. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah like my goal pre-pandemic was just to like you know produce live comedy and like maybe get somehow like start working in tv and then you know like I was never my goal was never to get into live streaming or to mm. you know like try to make a living from doing things online
1: it just kind of happened that way (laughs) so at that uh, point there was no inkling for a dumb industries or anything like that that just that came no I mean
0: yeah like I always I used the name dumb um like just as like a logo to put on my my, like the shows that I was doing live so like and like I had like a weekly newsletter that I would like send out to people and then but it was like you know pre-pandemic I had maybe like 500 people on that newsletter and now it's like 10,000 or something and that's all just because of the online growth and people buying tickets like every month and yeah um so yeah it really went from like pretty much nothing to something (laughs) like yeah that's pretty much
1: overnight it was was exciting that is exciting and Mm -hmm. as a you know a fan of mystery science theater I can say that you know our brand us misties are like diehards you know we yeah. just oh, we're yeah. starved at all time and it's funny because there are so many factions of that original crew that mm-hmm. have gone on to do stuff over the years and obviously cinematic titanic was a yeah. thing that existed that doesn't exist anymore but you know i did get to see one of their live shows which was awesome it was the wasp woman because i know um, you're wondering
0: yeah nice we were just talking yeah. about that um on the dark star event we did because i, I oh, guess roger really? corman tried to sue them over
1: that one that is the one I wanted to see. I mean, it. it, you don't have a choice. They're, they're going to play whatever movie they're going to play. Obviously you just go see it. But, um, I literally wanted, (laughs) could not believe that they were playing the wasp woman. I literally was beside myself, but that was really, really fun. Um, and of course, Frank and trace were there Mm -hmm. uh, and Joel were there. Joel was there and stuff. And then, you know, uh, the Rift tracks guys are doing their thing and Mike and Kevin and, uh, bill mm-hmm. bill yeah bill Coyne, um yeah. and and so like it's it's technically like a good time to be a fan but um this is i think i gotta say this is like my favorite uh faction of it all because i just mine too i well i, I bet <laughs> and uh, it's gonna sound like i'm just blowing smoke but like dude like we never got to hear frank riff. yeah
0: that that's a i know that's a big thing for me like as someone who like grew up watching the show is you know you you knew who frank was and you knew right. he was a writer but was it was like writer, you right. never actually
2: got to hear him do yeah, it yeah except
0: like like one, like a, one or two times he was like in the theater but um yeah it's hearing him and he's just like such a he's just got such a unique voice just in his writing and he just does. his delivery that yeah he he could say anything and it just makes me crack up and um yeah it's it is truly great hearing him get to riff but then it's like funny every now and then trace just like slips into crow like without you like it's like oh shit right (laughs) listening to crow right
2: now right totally you forget for a (laughs) a sec that he's not doing a character yeah yeah right
1: yeah no that that for me is 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 the the greatest part of it, and it's the two of them together. So yeah, you get yeah. the mads like it right. Is, it is the great.
0: the chemistry between them is you know they they both have such a similar, uh, well, they have very similar points of reference, but they also just they work off each other so well. Mm. Just the chemistry between them. They're just one of the great
1: you know comic duos. Comic duos yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean you go back to those old episodes and. uh you know, as much as I love Mary Jo, um, I mean, it's just, it's just Forrester and Frank were just, I, yeah. I mean, it's unfair. They were just unbeatable. They were just, the f- the best part of some episodes are just them.
0: Oh, yeah. And there
1: are certain episodes where, you know, my friends and I would, you know, because back in the day, they had the, like, the Rhino put out the VHS tapes. There might be, there might be a pod people on the ground by you. I don't know if you want to look for it. But, um. <laughs> The, uh, those, those were like, you know, the episodes you could, you could buy. It was just a few. Yeah. Just, you know, a I know. Handful. I remember so I would college, watch that.
0: Um, Santa Claus conquers the Martians oh, yeah, which sure. is a, you know, a great one, but it's like, you can only watch it so many times before. You know, you want
1: to, <laughs> See, answer. I had, melting up. <laughs> yeah. I had ones that we watched a thousand times because it's like, Pod what, People, definitely Pod, people Pod People, Ega, Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the, yeah, Mitchell. I mean, Rhino really, truly had some of the best they and,
2: so good and they had
1: some terrible episodes, too, that were just like, mm-hmm. why did they bother with Red Zone Cuba? But like, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's fine. But like they, you know, were are just it, that that's how it was. And so sometimes I would find myself and my friends We were like, we're we're quoting the episode, but we're quoting them. We're just quoting yeah. the Mads, you yeah. know, like yep. from different like, you know. <laughs> uh i don't know i'm I'm trying to think of like a funny thing i don't know i can't really think of. i don't know if this is
0: happening to you guys but like you know as a kid you would i've just you know we didn't have DVR or anything like you just like watch the episode or like as it taped or whatever right um and like the you know the sketches in between or whatever as a kid i was kind of like yeah like get to the movies though like i didn't really like appreciate them now and like now when I go back and watch those episodes, like Trace and Frank are just so absolutely hilarious. Mm. I, I don't know if it's just because I've gotten to like know them better or just become more familiar with like their brand of humor and like what they were going yeah. for in, in those '90s episodes. Right. Um, but like, I find the sketches like super hilarious now. Yeah, um,
2: I I totally agree. I mean, I think like when I was first getting introduced to MST3K, uh, you know, from Steve, uh, it was just yeah, I, I you know I liked watching I liked watching the movies and stuff like that, and I liked the skits, but it did feel like it was just kind of like interrupting, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I and I, I definitely feel like now like the skits are some of my favorite things, and like some of the things yeah. I I quote the most the yeah. most of like yeah. any of the stuff, you know. Yeah. Like oh, is it a box of ham dingers? You know. Oh, man, yeah. Check there, <laughs> like all the kind of just dumb stuff that they do. It's like I'm like I don't even remember sometimes what. What episode certain skits? Were
1: oh, right, in. I know that. They yeah. just yeah.
2: exist in their yeah. own ethos, like their own cosmos. And I'm like, right, I have no idea what one like, that was like. In, like like I, the one
1: where uh, like Forrester just decides out of nowhere to replace all of Frank's blood with antifreeze, and he's <laughs> he's like, well, and that's going to cause him to overheat. So you know, I, I I installed a radiator, and and Frank's like just there, and he's just like,
2: oh. <laughs> yeah, right, like. Dead. and he, he's like "Kill me and like
1: <laughs> i don't remember what episode that even is but i i adore yeah. that whole yeah. segment
0: the monos sketches too for me that, that that final one with mike nelson playing torgo mm-hmm. he just does that role so hilariously but it's also just the the play between forrester and frank like forrester looks at frank to like Pay the guy, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. On me. <laughs> like, what do you want from me?"
2: <laughs> they're just, uh, uh, yeah, they're so great. They're so they're great. So,
1: together. um, absolutely. So, thank you for bringing them back together and uh, to us. And on that note, yeah. so, so talk about the genesis of how this show came about. So, you said earlier Frank was actually the one who reached out for you. So that tells me that you knew them previously. So, how did this whole thing s- get started?
0: Um, I met Frank at that uh, club that I mentioned earlier, QED, because it, it had opened in my neighborhood in Astoria, Queens, um, around 2014. And that's like when I got, you know, I started doing stand up, like started doing open mics there a lot. And Frank was just producing a show there. He's like one of the first shows to get booked there. Wow. Um, oh, it was it wow. was Frank Conniff's Cartoon Dump, uh, which is a show I believe he did out in LA when he lived in LA, he had like just moved back to New York city, like either that year or like the year before or something. So he was kind of like getting his groove back in the New York city comedy scene. He was hosting a show. And I was just like shocked that he was just like hosting a show in my neighborhood and I could just yeah. like pay five bucks and go see Frank Conniff riff <laughs> cartoons. That would be um, amazing. But you know, I just started hanging out there more and more and then because I was working at the club, he needed help with like tech assistance, like playing his shorts on the projector and stuff like that. Um, so he and I just worked together a lot on that. And then I started producing a show called Movies Are Dumb, which was just like a live uh riffing show. So we'd you know just play pretty much like, like the first show we did was The Room, but we also did you know like Birdemic, it was pretty much just like the riff tracks MSD. Mm-hmm, yeah. Worst hits. The worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and we just have like four comedians um you know in the front with mics and riffing on it it was like really a fun it was a really popular show and it was it was really fun to do and frank uh he was touring with trace at the time but he was just like yeah like if i'm whenever i'm in town i'll come do the show he's like he, and we never made any money from it or anything he just liked I think yeah. for him, it was just like practice. Like, yeah, I'll yeah. just go and, you know. Right.
2: <laughs> just Chops riff on up. some movies. Right. Like, um, I don't
0: and then eventually, Frank asked me to do this other, he had this idea for a show. He's like, what if we did like an open mic, but, you know, people would go up and like riff for five minutes and like maybe we like make it like a competition, like we have judges and they choose the best riffer. And I was like, "Yeah, I think we can do something like that." Oh,
1: that sounds phenomenally fun! Yeah, uh,
0: so I started producing that for him, and it was—I started getting like these short, like five-minute clips that were just like perfect for riffing, and it was great. We'd have like—you'd think something like that you would attract mostly other comedians, like stand-ups and stuff. But like for the most part, I almost spilled big glass of water uh for the most part um <laughs> oh it it's was okay. like it just pretty dirty yeah <laughs> it was just like mst fans uh who would come and riff and like they were like the funniest people it wasn't like the comedians who were hanging out at the comedy club it was like just like the fans going up there and like just having such a a good understanding of like riffing and it was yeah. just like amazing to see um you know and you'd have like 40 people come and like you know we would do like groups of three and it was just so much fun just watching people
1: win. yeah it's it's almost like you know getting up there on uh you know doing karaoke or something like that. yeah <laughs> but it's, it's yeah just yeah, same kind of idea you're like bearing your soul at open mic night or something but you're yeah. uh you're riffing i've never heard of anything like that. that's, that's so amazing. fun yeah it was, it was awesome, really awesome. it was such a awesome great idea
0: concept and yeah it, it was also but then uh the pandemic happened it was just like there was no way to continue really i mean that. we could have figured out a way to do that but just like logistically it's like this is going to be hard to do yeah. so like we just you know like everyone it was just like everyone's shows just got canceled so we were mm. you know just not doing it anymore uh but then it was like may of 2020 and frankie emailed me and was like hey trace and i are thinking of trying to do the show online somehow do you know any way we can do that and I was like, no, I don't. I have no idea how <laughs> how we could do that. because um, I'd never done i never done like live streaming before. Like I have, you know, I have a good I'm good at like tech stuff and like figuring stuff out, but like a live stream was not anything that it was like not in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. at all. So it was just like a couple months of trying out like StreamYard and Zoom and like just trying to learn how to do this. And then we finally yeah. figured out a way to do it on Zoom that wasn't terrible. And then from then on, it was like because we-
2: that's really what we're looking for here. Because like, it's, <laughs> none of it's awesome. Yeah, We've we're not looking for good ourselves. And it's like, God, nothing feels amazing. <laughs> but like, it was as long as it's not terrible.
0: Those early days were like hard though, because like yeah. I think everyone was also at the very same time. Everyone was like trying to figure this shit out. So totally. yeah, yeah. Um, but it was like we would. I think when mm-hmm. we first tried Streamyard, we put the movie on, and Trace and Frank were just getting the movie at like fifteen second differentiation. Like, so it was chubby they chubby were side, all yeah. their riffs were just totally awesome. off. It wasn't fun. It was like distracting. And um, like when that happened, I was like, I don't know if this is going to be doable. Huh. Like how yeah. I don't think it's going to be doable the way that they want to do it. But I just like kept testing things and upgraded my internet and <laughs> all this stuff and we fin- it finally finally it worked and we were like really lucky that you know that they already had like this amazing built-in fan base who were just like dying to see them live yeah. like it was like the perfect time obviously to like launch yeah, we were. something mm-hmm. like that so yeah. um but yeah i mean exactly. that's how it all that's all it ha- that's how it all
1: happened really it's that's um, really that's interesting. So cool. all just frank yeah yeah That's really interesting. I mean, like we, we experienced something similar. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we did the show, we used to record in a studio um, all together. And I think that there is something very valuable about being in the same room. Yeah. And, uh, and I do to this day miss that. I think that it was probably more fun when we were all in the same room, but during that year, it's like, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to stop? yeah no because this is our fifth year doing the show now and that was our second year right right
0: yeah no it's i i I guess that's exactly the
1: seat of our pants and be like pre-pandemic
0: i would have like always preferred to have heard a podcast where like you know all the people were in the same room because it just it feels like it's like a different energy it is now totally different yeah, yeah but like now i feel like it's totally acceptable to like, just do a podcast this mm-hmm. way. And it's actually, yep. I mean, it's, it's safer. And a lot of times it like,
1: can sound a lot better just because everyone's like yeah. isolated.
0: It's true. Um, yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everybody has to just take care of their own shit. Yeah. Buy a better mic. Come on.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Get a better mic, you know, upgrade your stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's different, you know, cause like podcasting is kind of one thing, but I feel like I always think about it when, uh, when like voice actors or voice acting is done in a right. vacuum and you find out from people that it's like, oh yeah, we never interacted in in yeah. the studio it's like wow, you know sometimes people hide it well but sometimes like a lot of times you can totally tell oh yeah there's just no cohesion between the deliveries of these different people and stuff like that and you're like, oh yeah these were all just kind of done I think one at a time and
0: yeah, yeah I think that's something that I've picked up on on like later seasons of The Simpsons it's like oh they Harry Shearer was clearly like in a closet studio somewhere recording all these lines. Like, (laughs) but like those early episodes, they actually would like all like record, you know, in Mm -hmm. a studio together that it just doesn't make sense to do that anymore. But yeah, you do lose, you lose that.
2: Yeah. I think you definitely lose something there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like we learned that, um, you know, we lost Kevin Conroy last year at the end of last year. Yeah. And uh, you know, all of the, uh, all of the those actors all the Bruce Tim Justice League verse the all those guys are just even Batman the animated series they were coming out of the woodwork telling stories after he passed and it's like you know they, they you know Mark Hamill's like no, no like <laughs> we were we were all in this random studio in freaking Nevada or something <laughs> like the just, just yeah. in the middle of the desert and we're just all there together and, and, and it's like the camaraderie yeah is yeah. just apparent. People you know, pick it, up on that, factor, you know. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah, it's that energy that that the other actor gives you back, and yeah. you hear so many actors always saying that about how chemistry is so important in movies and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, it's, that's a really <laughs> good point, uh, Tim, mm-hmm. with the uh, with the cartoons and stuff like that. You can really hear yeah. it when it's not there. Oh yeah, but yeah. Yeah. but but if you guys were you know not able to do it this way, uh, like Trace doesn't live in New York. Right. No, so, no, he's so, in Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota, like in yeah. So, yeah so, right. so, I mean, you like, <laughs> you know, exactly.
0: And, and, yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't, he doesn't seem like he wants, he, I mean, they both want to get back out on the road, but you know, it's still not completely safe out there. So I think mm-hmm. they're like extra cautious about that stuff, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it hasn't, we've still been able to do a show every month for almost three years now. Um, and there's no way that they would have been able to do that many shows, even right, if they were like right, right.
1: on the road all the time. Right. Um, yep. so, yeah. yeah. So there's definitely give and take. And, you know, for yeah. us on the show here, like, you know, we, we it, it enabled us to have guests that we never would be able to, such as yourself. So, yeah. like, same sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like, you, know,
2: yeah. you take um, the, you know, silver lining every chance you it can. It is. So. Yeah. yeah, for sure.
1: Good stuff. They had, uh, they... They had the Mads. I don't know if so. Correct me if I'm wrong. They had a live show. You're talking about them doing tours. They did have a live show that was the Mads. Is it? Was it the Mads are back? Yeah, they. It's it's funny
0: because I think they decided to call themselves the Mads or something, and it was it was just because they had gotten asked to do one show. I think in like in like North Carolina or something. Some some it was somewhere around there and it was like Easter weekend or something and they got asked to do this and they were like yeah we'll do it and they're like well what should we call ourselves and they're like let's just say the Mads and someone made a flyer for the show and which I've definitely seen
1: I I can picture it's like the two of them in tuxedos or suits or something
0: yeah I think that Tim Holly did their artwork uh, for those early posters and he like designed that logo of them in the tuxedos um, but someone had just like put on a poster, the Mads are back, and it just like kind of stuck for some mm. reason. And then when I guess when their manager had created their Facebook page, he just named it "The Mads Are Back," and it just like kind of stuck. But like stuck. they had never actually intended <laughs> for the show to be called That's that. It be called. <laughs> but it's like we realized when we were doing the online show, it's like we had to kind of differentiate. We had to like have like an actual name for the show and it just i think the early episodes we were we were just saying like the mads if glenn or glenda but then it was like we should refer to you guys as the mads and then the show as the mads are back just so that there's yeah. like you know some kind yeah. of branding
2: there
1: <laughs> definitely
2: yeah you know. nice it's true though that's funny. That's funny how that can just kinda become like a, a spur of the moment like whim thing. That yeah. Actually getting, you know, set in stone later on.
0: Yeah. They like I think I remember asking him, I was like, who came up with the name they're like we don't know they're like so, you're like someone on facebook just
2: like <laughs> made, this made this flyer <laughs> <That's so> random
1: <laughs> I, I was wondering if there was uh there's no legal issues with like any ownership of the word the the term the mads that i don't not...
0: think i think because they make it and i don't know like if there is any formal arrangement but you know we never we're always it very clear that that they're not in character, that they're not Forrester and TV's Frank, right? And yep, that right. you know the only time we've ever played with that was like we did a Halloween episode and they dressed up like Forrester and and Frank, and it was, um, but that was like you know we made it very clear that <laughs> they were Halloween costumes and right. And, um, no, legally that's never come up. We have okay. thought about it, like, but I don't it's clearly like not affiliated with mystery science theater 3000 so mm-hmm. it's you know uh, it's good. it's a gray area but that's never good. been never been an issue it's never been an issue luckily. yeah that's yeah. good yeah you never know with that kind of stuff i mean exactly right that's, yeah it gets I, hairy you
1: know, yeah and you, like you said you you have thought of it <laughs> yeah cuz yeah. i've thought of it and i'm like wow I, you know it surprises me maybe that you know they own it or they're able to cuz i feel like in the show, Joel would say the mads are calling. So right. I just, you know, right. But now I think they refer to like all of them as
0: mads now. So like, you know, like Pearl's a mad and and Bobo, like they're all considered mads, I guess. All yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, you're a mad and
1: you're a mad and <laughs> he category is a of, mad of person
2: now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not just them. The title. Good stuff. Yeah. Right. So like. I'm curious how you actually are able to choose, you know, what your next movie is gonna be that you'll do for the Mads or back. You know, is it mostly guided by by Frank and Trace or or do you have input too? Like how does that kind of go?
0: It's kind of all of us. We have a spreadsheet that we keep of like verified public domain movies that we know we'd be able to do. Like, you know, we won't have any issues with youtube copyright algorithms or right, anything like right. that yep. um but like that list is like running thinner and thinner of like of movies that are like would be entertaining enough for them to riff it, or don't have anything like that would be just like too weird to yeah you know having a show like we almost did um oh, i can't remember the name it was a frankenstein movie it was like an italian frankenstein movie i think oh the flesh for frankenstein i don't know if it was that uh, that can't would, be. That can't. Yeah, be. I don't think oh, it was that. But it did have like nudity and like it was really violent. And like there were some funny parts to it. But then we ultimately decided it was just like this is kind of
1: weird. Like, I did one of the right. characters fuck another one of the characters in the gallbladder? Did that happen? Possibly. There was is some that, really weird. God was damn! That. is that a thing? Yeah, that's that's flesh for Frankenstein. Yes, yes. It that's have, Udo Kier, though. You the know. Yeah.
0: Yeah it was it was like trace uh-huh. was the one who found it and like he sent it to us and i watched it and it was like there were some like definitely like highly riffable moments um and we always like edit down the movies so that they're not super long it was like a 90 minute movie and i started cutting things out of it and then halfway through i was like do you guys really want to do this <laughs> movie because it's pretty i was like i can cut this stuff out so that it's not
2: right not in there
0: you know it's not like too weird for a comedy show i was like but then you're left with like very little movie and then it's just confusing <laughs> <laughs> so um that was like I'll, one like we had like carmen sarah the guy the artist who does all of our artwork
1: he, yeah he's even, great he's great even by the way
0: made up a poster for that and everything and then we were we were just like yeah let's not let's not do that one so, <laughs> oh, that's, um, so we
2: thought better on it it just yeah. feels wrong yeah it's yeah.
0: like we you know there's there's so many public domain movies out there it's just like you just have to really dig for them and a lot of fans send us stuff and we put that on on the list and we mm-hmm. always check that that those movies out um but there's also there's some movies that we could do but are just like too boring to riff almost. Like there's like a Vincent <laughs> right. Price movie, The Bat, I think. I, oh, oh my God. Dude, <laughs> Do you right. think that that's like riffable though? Because like dude it keeps coming across and we're like, ah, it's like it's not like super bad, riffable. but it's also not super entertaining. It's just like it's, kind of because like the better I don't the know, movie is, the I don't harder know. it
1: is. To yeah. It may not be the best movie to riff, but I yeah. love the bat and I will say I will say this the bat Look, I have a thing about the bat. Now I have to deliver okay. it. Okay. Oh, nice. So, so, you got so, started. so, first of all, Agnes Moorhead from Bewitched mm-hmm. is is the star of that movie. Not Vincent Price. He's just the name that they put on the poster so uh, people actually okay. watch it. Agnes Moorhead, that is her movie. She is the main character. That she is from the town next door to me, Clinton, Massachusetts. Uh, just saying. Anyway, she's cool as hell and funny, brag. and also that—I mean, hey. If you got humble brags, if you got lame claims to fame, you got to you got to shout them. Yeah, you got to go on a podcast or maybe start a podcast so you can have a, a venue to shout, to shout your lame shit. That's right. But anyway, right. so uh, <clears throat> yeah, so anyway, so she's cool. That movie's great, and uh, that is just about the only um, worthwhile female character to come out of the fifties. Oh really? I mean, like just about. All right. I mean, because like that honestly, that could be like, why they they don't want to riff it. Because it's it's, like... it's entirely <laughs> right, right. possible that it's too. It's yeah. it's not regarded as a good movie. It just pisses me off that it's not regarded as a good movie. Right. She's a great character. Yeah. She's like a very self possessed, very well written, uh, like capable woman, and she doesn't even have a, a love interest in the movie. She's uh mm-hmm. got a like a a friend like a her her assistant is another lady yeah and uh it's just a it's just a really great character and a fun An old female
2: role uh, for that era yeah so,
1: oh my god for the 50s are you kidding me like every other girl like they say in ega should come with a handle because you know they're getting <laughs> carried off every two seconds or fainting with their dainty little yeah. ankles and can't like these people could not write women at all to save oh, their yeah, life I know, and,
2: uh, I know. and
1: uh but anyway i just that's just my little rant, real quick i yeah i, I quite enjoy the, the if
2: bat. you do the bat now steve's gonna be in your comments <laughs> so blowing up with these bats. no i will i would love it. I would love, it I would love it i would love yeah, it i
1: would yeah
0: but that i mean that's like the that's the hard that's the hardest part is like finding the movies that right i are bet bad enough to actually and also like they have to be in public domain just because we don't we, you know we don't have a budget to license and, license thing. Thing. and yeah, that, right. that's or... that would make the show like something else completely different right so um uh, but is is giant from the
1: unknown in the public domain yeah, and oh
2: we find out that
0: more, it, that's the other thing Is like every year more and more stuff enters the public domain so we also are able to like you know take a look at newer things every now and then Um, shorts, educational shorts. There's just oh, like so an good. endless supply. Yeah, <laughs> I was
2: thinking about that. I was like, you know, those old school, like, you yeah. know, just infomercial type thing. Educational. Yeah. Just who, who funds these, who makes these, like, what, yeah. what are they? They're, they're just like ripe for the picking.
0: Yeah. I mean, the internet archive is an amazing site to find just like, that's where we find 95 percent of our shorts unless someone like you know send us a link or something Mm -hmm. um but yeah like that's also why we just keep doing shorts compilations one i mean people love the shorts they always Mm -hmm. respond really well to them but two there's just so many of them and you could also like we started we did like uh for this upcoming one they're doing like one of those um more like industrial type shorts that are more for like warehouse workers to watch. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um,
1: Industry like and video. technology. Yeah. So there, we're
0: starting to like, we have to, you know, start doing stuff like that. And we've also, for the longest time, avoid, tried to avoid movies done on mystery science theater, like too often, but we're mm. starting to like run out of movies. So that's why yeah. like more and more, like we did teenagers from out of space in mm-hmm. December. And, um, uh there's uh bride of the monster uh we did a few months oh yeah i had
1: to i had to get that one i've had a bride of the monster poster framed for quite some time oh nice it's a Uh, great one yeah uh, it's my favorite ed wood for some reason uh i think it's like his most cohesive story even though it's not cohesive but i know yeah it's cohesive within and, itself. <laughs> you can like <laughs> if you accept the logic of an Wood movie, it kind of makes sense. It makes enough right. sense. Yeah. And uh that's the one that uh 8 bit and I just watched again over the over the yeah, oh, nice. for this, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Have you guys done Attack of the Giant Leeches? No, we have that <clears throat> that's I public f- domain. I f- I know it is, but I feel like when we
0: tried to run it through YouTube, it got flagged as being owned by some oh, Th- that's oh, becoming more and more of an issue actually because There's now these like companies that claim to like get the rights back to your content to Mm -hmm. make sure like people aren't stealing your stuff. But like what it really is, is, you know, movie licensors trying to like claim that they own a movie like Dimension Five or something. And so they'll claim ownership of it. And then there's no YouTube doesn't even really like they don't look into it. They're not like, no, this is public domain. How can you claim it They're just like, accept it.
2: Right. They're so like, then. Oh, OK. I'm yeah. Sure. So
0: then we got to do our show and suddenly it's like getting flagged as being copyrighted content. And it's, you know, it's not. Right? <laughs> That's frustrating. <And> there's, <clears throat> there's not there's not much you can do with with YouTube about that. They're really, really strict about interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Those jerks.
1: Don't they know you got a show to put on? Come on. I know. Come on. Well, that's why we've been doing a show. We,
0: you know, we had we've had to do a few shows on Vimeo lately just because of copyright reasons like
2: that. Oh,
1: like, see, I was wondering why sometimes you used one platform over the other. Yeah. yeah
2: trailer for Dark Stars was on Vimeo, right? Was that where you did yeah, it?
1: Yeah. Well, because
2: we
0: we had we've always used Vimeo to host our videos. Um, so just kind of like it was very easy to upgrade to like their live streaming platform. But to... There
1: was a recent one where it was a different, I felt, I felt like it was different than usual. Was it night of the ghouls was night of the ghouls like a different. Maybe
0: dimension mm. five. I know we did on Vimeo. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Night of the ghouls. I think we were using the Q and a, I can't remember. Mm, All these yeah. shows start to blend together. After <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm
1: sure. Well, you've done a lot in a short amount of time, so yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, you know, um, it's interesting. I'm just I'm just scrolling down this list of of uh, movies and getting in your headspace a little bit. You know, I don't know if it's on here or not or whatever, but have, do you do you know the uh, there there was like a really creepy Alice in Wonderland like with puppets. From, like, the 40s or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? That would be amazing. Yeah, I think someone sent that to us. Oh, my God. It's just horrifying. (laughs) It's not even supposed to be. It's, like, supposed to be cute for, like, kids. I will look into that. It's, like, a full-length movie? Yes, it's a full-length movie, and it's all puppets, and the puppets are absolutely terrifying. I think that would be... uh, that would be amazing yeah like, i'll check it out anyway. i mean that's the thing it's like i'm we're always
0: still finding stuff right and um and now like you know just the more people who are watching the shows the more suggestions we yeah. get and everything so it's just we're really lucky that oh sh- surely you've considered white
1: stuff. zombie white zombies in the public domain
0: yeah i think wow. that's another one that might have been like not on bad
1: YouTube. enough
2: oh no um, really? maybe
1: maybe it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like this weird classic, I mm-hmm. guess, but, um, it's, it's terrible. It's absolutely, it's not. I, I oh, mean, yes. I am, I am like the Lugosi guy too. I, I, I have a, is that the movie that's like the first love instance
0: of the word zombie or am I thinking of something? No, else? I think,
1: I think, I think you it are is, right. right. I think that, that may, I know it holds some distinction like that. Um, yeah. but it's, it's, uh, it's very, Weird and not very good, but but Lugosi looks real good and he's got the eyes. he's they they love showing you those close ups of his you know, eyes? It's like wow, yeah, he has eyes exactly. Has,
0: like if Legosi's in it, it might be worth doing it just for that. Like exactly, that's why we did yeah, uh, the exactly.
1: devil bat because it was just like, well, it's yep,
0: it's got Bella Lugosi. Like, you know, so I fun. didn't
1: see that episode of yours, but I gotta is, is that one that can still be purchased online? Yeah, because that's yeah, yeah. the other thing. People yeah. should know that you can, you guys, you know, it's it's live every month. But if you go on Dumb Industries, it's dumb-industries.com. If you go on there, you can purchase all these old episodes. Yeah, we started
0: putting all... We used to wait awesome. about a year to put them on demand. Um, okay. But then back in the fall, we were like, let's just start selling them right away. <laughs> yeah. Because um, we were I like know. always worried, like, oh, well, if we just sell them right away, then people are going to stop buying tickets to People shows. are going to stop and, buying tickets, right? But... They didn't like people just like kept buying the tickets. So <laughs> we're like, all right, let's just put them on sale. Like when we send out the download to everyone, we'll just yeah, and then you know people who missed it are able to get it right
1: away. So, that's that's what's happened. Yeah, uh, that's what we've done. We you know there will be certain not that I've seen every episode that you have ever done, but you mm-hmm. know there will be certain ones that I really wanted to see, like Dark Star. Uh, which I want to definitely talk about in a little bit, but yeah, it, yeah, it's just like oh, couldn't couldn't check it out that night or something. So it's been nice being able to do that. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I got to see the Devil Bad. I, I mean, I have, I, I am familiar with the movie. It, it is <laughs> so, Tim. So just so, so Bella Lugosi. He, he needs to get revenge on everybody and he has this pet bat that's like three feet tall that he just keeps in a room in his basement and he like goes downstairs and he's like ah, <laughs> ah, and he's like it look, just looks at the devil bat and and he just sends it out to kill people he, I don't know it how just it does it, his bidding it, yeah, just does, it just works and he's it like, makes
0: this ridiculous noise every time <laughs> and it's hilarious every single time
2: oh my uh, god, that's super awesome bad.
0: and it's one of the older movies that we've done too I want to say that movie is like in the 40s it's 40s think, yeah yeah it's one of the amazing. earlier ones Usually, most of the movies they do are 50s or 60s yeah um yeah they don't like to do anything really we've never done anything later than 77 i think okay um they just feel like it's not like i don't know i guess there's something about 80s and on that they don't they feel more old-timey i guess <laughs>
2: mm, yeah
1: yeah and, and, and the thing awesome. is as much as i love really old stuff like 30s or whatever you know a lot of it you know a lot of it the transfers you find nowadays Mm -hmm. um you know you're you're kind of you got to pay attention to the sound like the sound isn't always the best so you i i would imagine uh, in this sort of a venue you know we're paying attention to them but we don't want to not be able to hear the movie exactly because we need to get the joke right <laughs> right so that i'm
0: sure is, is there have been some it. like the i mean night of the ghouls the ed wood movie that we just did had really horrible sound i had it to like did, yeah do some processing on it and it still sounds like yeah his terrible but there was like just like this persistent hum yeah.
2: throughout it and
0: like yeah. every, i was like there's got to be a copy on the internet somewhere it, it doesn't, doesn't have, have that
1: <laughs> see so... that's another reason why i like Part um uh bride of the monster because bride of the monster actually yeah, like the production is, is, is pretty good that the, the, it, the yeah. print that's out there i mean even plan nine most of the prints are are rough like mm-hmm. sound wise to get through but um yeah bride of the monster looks good the, yeah, the one that we bad. used for that was was nice so just back to the process like w- like how do you guys like write write the stuff because clearly you know um I think when I was talking about you guys to somebody this This weekend, somebody was like, "Oh, do they do it? Do they watch the movie and just riff off the top of their head?" And I said, "No, I know they don't do that. You guys, mm. you guys write stuff, just like, just like back in the day, yeah, Mister Science Theater. So yeah, how they, does that how
0: does that work? So we usually pick the movie. We try to pick the movie at least a month in advance because we always like to kind of announce what it is at the end of a show. Um, that doesn't always happen, and sometimes we like run into issues with copyright type of stuff mm-hmm. but usually like we'll find a movie they like to have at least like 2 weeks to work on it mm-hmm. and um you know they we I will usually like edit the movie down if it's like a 90 minute movie we try to get it down to like 75 minutes we find that that's like the spot where people start to get too bored of even like a terrible you know like even if like the show's really funny it's like
2: it's just like it's, a little too much
0: yeah it's like testing patience a little bit at least you know for our format i feel like it just works better when it's a little bit shorter um so if that's the case i will have to go and like re-edit the movie to get you know i'll take scenes out sometimes like a lot like to make the plot stay intact i'll have to like reconfigure things and it's which is ridiculous because i'm doing this all for like these really terrible movies that like should not be edited
2: you know to be be better
1: like sneering down your nose going like you don't deserve this (laughs) you don't deserve me
2: i'm polishing a turd why am i doing this
0: but yeah that's the thing is like every time if people when people watch the edit, usually they never even notice that anything's missing. There's there's been like one or two times where it's like inevitable. It's like, yeah, they're going to realize something was cut there, Uh, which isn't always like, you know, that jarring because like a lot of older movies would just like... They are a little all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Or like they just like abruptly end or or whatever. Um, But yeah, you know, I think that takes some time. That takes you know, at least a week to like get that done. Then I send it to Trace and Frank and then they I don't know what their writing process is. All I know is that they have like two weeks to sit with it. We, we always do a a first run through the Friday before a show. And that's like the first time we'll record that. And that's like the first time that I hear them do any jokes at all. And like that, that one's fun because I'm hearing them do it for the first time, but it's also like really messy because they're kind of just talking over each other a lot. And, just trying to like figure out what works what doesn't um so eventually they'll you know we do that we do the the tech rehearsal we do the full run through i don't give them like any notes or anything i just tell them like which my favorite riffs were whatever and then we have a dress rehearsal the monday night before the show and that's when they've kind of like worked out more and more of what jokes are staying in or not um and they'll try out new stuff and then sh- by show night it's like it's amazing to watch the progression that the two of them have with each other between the first run through and show night because like they just develop this rhythm that like y- it's like once they fall into a groove on that like on the actual live next it's their, their third time riffing it but they've also watched the movie a bajillion times so they're like right. now they like really know it and they just they just work off each other so well and they if there's like long stretches where there's no dialogue, they figure out the rhythm of like, who's like, they kind of go back and forth with their riffs and stuff. um, But that's, that's all them. Like they do all the writing themselves. Um, They've never wanted to have any kind of outside help. Um, You know, like people have offered it. People have suggested like, Hey, like if you ever need to crank more riffs out, like we could, you know, but they're just really happy doing one new show a month. Um, and the fact that they're able to just like write a new show every month and it's still, you know, absolutely hilarious every, Mm -hmm. every month. Um, it's, it's kind of remarkable, like just how prolific they've been really the past few years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think when they
0: toured live, they only had like seven or eight movies or something. Um, and now they have like 30 something. So (laughs) it's, uh, they put in a lot of work
1: yeah well that's amazing so that's it's, it's very interesting to know because it seems like the the magic is a secret even to you
0: yeah <laughs> on your own damn show i don't yeah i mean it's you know they don't need my help in that department so i've right. always my you know my idea is always just like well that they've got that covered like they don't know social media for shit but I got mm-hmm. that covered. <laughs> so it's really? like you know it's always been There you go. It's great much. Uh and Frank is Frank always books the the guests cuz he's just got an amazing phone I was curious again.
2: about that. Yeah, how you pick your guests and stuff. So Frank usually pulls someone in.
0: It's usually he just like texts a friend like a few days before <laughs> and they're like oh, oh, sure. right. right. It's very right. informal. It's never <laughs> yeah. and we found Early on, if you try to reach out to someone and they're really busy, like like a Patton Oswald type, like you know, like he has said to Frank, like I would really love to do it. He's like, but I just I can't. And like Frank doesn't want to keep asking him, so it's yeah. just kind of let's
2: like, <laughs> <Yeah. You eventually, laughs>
0: move on. Right. But like there's they also they just have so many, you know, legitimate like really good friends in comedy that they're able yeah. to just have them come by and, um, yeah, like you know Jonah Ray. Is always down to hang out with them like <laughs> he's he shows up to the live stream sometimes and just like hangs out in the chat oh like, that's, he's so, just, that's like, super a cool yeah just a cool dude <laughs> of there. Does, now does
1: now what i want to know is does jonah ray own a shirt that says i'm not chris gersbeck he does. I sent him one. Yes, um, that's <laughs> fantastic. I've never seen,
0: I haven't seen him wear it at all, but he did, he did receive it, yes. It's the
1: only one, too. Um, <laughs> uh, For those just listening and don't know what you look like, you look like Jonah Ray a little bit. Yeah, a little 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 bit bit more than a. There's there's Um, more of there's a passing resemblance. Yeah, well, the yeah. I mean, I'm hoping
0: I sent him that T-shirt with the idea that like hopefully sometime I'll be like out on the west coast the same time as he and we could like very quickly just meet up and take a picture real
1: quick. <laughs> yeah With the shirts two shirts, shirts yeah I
2: always have the shirt in my backpack just in case <laughs> <laughs> just in case I really <laughs> know you. I need to carry it around
1: um, are you also a towering Inferno of a man like uh like no you know, like, that's uh, the other he's he's, he's like is, over six feet right he is I think he's like six five or something yeah he's crazy tall no I'm five nine he, yeah. he'd tower over me I'm sure yeah. <laughs> So you uh, need a, an arrow, an up and down arrow. On show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Chris, this, this is like, this is so fun talking to you and uh, you know, we'd love to have you back on some other time if, if yeah, you love to. to come back on, but I definitely want to make sure we, before we run out of time, um, I want to talk about Darkstar yeah. because that was yeah. your big event that you guys just did. So I'll just, I'll just open it up. Uh, so 8-Bit, you want to run down a little bit of what Darkstar is? And then so
2: so yeah I mean I am relatively new to understanding what Dark Star is but same. Dark Star the interactive
1: Girl same
2: Girl same girl <laughs> uh Dark Star the interactive movie uh was a video game uh of sorts that was done by a large number of the MST3K um you know crew and cast uh, alumni basically and it came out in 2010 and it was like a fully motion like um what's the word like full motion video right. yeah. game so you're just getting all of this actual filmed uh you know footage just like you would have like back on the sega cd or something like that and um and that has since been turned into a a movie just as in w- with no interaction Necessary. Yeah. <laughs> you can just watch it, uh, and then it has been right. then it's been turned back into an interactive process through the mads are back because now
0: it's like <laughs> what
2: was once interactive is now interactive in a different right, way. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, you guys did like a incredible job tackling this. Uh, I I can't wait to watch this myself. I I am I'm having a feeling. I'm having a premonition that uh Steve and I are going to be watching this together. in The
1: next. I think so. Uh, couple, yeah, yeah. Couple I missed it. Yeah, we we missed it. We really wanted to see it this weekend before the. Yeah,
0: I'll the, send uh, it to you. Interview. guys. You, but. It's going to actually release tomorrow at noon, but I'll, I'll send you guys the, the codes so you can watch it. Oh, amazing. Um, oh, so no way. But yeah, it's... uh Yeah, it's, you did a good job kind of teeing it up. But yeah, so this movie is basically... Uh, it's an hour and forty-four minutes of cutscenes from from a video game, and you think like, oh, like it's like this is a YouTube thing. Like when you're like, oh, Metal Gear Solid,
2: but only the cutscenes. Like, yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Um, but because it was all you know, it it was all actors on set. Like they were all standing in front of a green screen. It's it plays out like a movie, but everything else is digitized. Like there's no there were like no props or like sets or anything. Um. But so, like, you know, you're it, the pacing is just like off. Like, it just doesn't feel like any kind of normal movie. Um, so, the riff itself is mostly, and like, I don't want to, there's something that happens pretty early on that kind of like sets the tone for the entire thing. I just, I don't want to spoil it because it's amazing. But the pacing, it just, you feel like you're watching, you know, with their commentary over it, it's, it's more about them remembering filming mm. this stuff like 20 oh, years ago.
2: That's yeah. great. Sounds but awesome, when they're
0: man. also like cracking jokes on each other and themselves like left and right. Um, and it's just, it's the first time as far as like we can tell, it's the first time that anyone's in the mystery science theater world has like riffed on themselves. Right. And th- <laughs> right, right. Reception. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Reception. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's so it's interesting just in that that they finally have a piece of media that is worthy of being riffed on like now they're the subjects, you know, right. where yeah, that's awesome. um so it it's it's fun just for that because like they're cracking jokes on them. It's like, yeah, oh, they they, you know, they can crack jokes but they also take them just as well and yep. that, yeah that's why sure. they're so amazing at what they do and they're not like mean spirited at all it's all done right. with like love and we had the the, the creator of dark star
1: right
0: yeah uh, williams did the q a and he he was responsible for setting this whole thing up like he reached out to us and uh oh, wow. had this idea like wow, hey i'm putting a really new cool. version of this game out and i thought maybe it'd be fun if you guys riffed on it um and trace was like yeah it might be cool like and trace was like just can you reach out to him and just like get on a call with him and see if you think this would be good and i watched it and i was like it's not good for like a mads like i we didn't want to do it as a mads event cuz it just doesn't fit their style at all and also like they didn't want to have to write you know for an hour and 44 minute movie that they're also oh. in
1: so okay so that's why it was like a different sort of bonus Episode. Exactly. Yeah, we okay. didn't want it to be madman, okay.
0: and then it was also like, you know, we're all, they're all still friends with Mary Joe and Bees and Jay Elvis Weinstein, and I work with Mary Joe and Bees and, you know, all those people before. So it was kind of just like, let's just invite our friends to we'll just like record. We'll just put it on. Yeah. This will be the first time you guys are watching it ever, and uh, and we'll just record. it. And it's like, we were. Like you guys don't have to riff. Like don't feel like you have to be like riffing every five seconds. Like think of it as a commentary track. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like go nuts. Like with whatever else. Yeah. So it's a good blend of them, uh, telling stories about that time and also just like they're just on fire with with their riffs. Oh so, my god. So great. that's
1: another that's another humongous first. Not yeah. only are they for the first time riffing on something that they're they're in, but they're yeah. also riffing it's the first time that they're riffing while seeing something f- for the first time. I know. Like, I know. There's know, like they're, they're, a lot of layers. They're just, to it. <laughs> yeah. They're just ad libbing It's they're just, yeah, they're just yeah. commentary tracking it. Yeah. Uh, but it's proof that, that is that also are, fascinating. Yeah. It's proof that they're just,
0: uh, I mean, you, you already know that they're all like just absolutely really quick witted, funny, people mm-hmm. of improv, and smart, you know? Yeah. They're just amazing at that. But then, you know how often do you really get to see them do that in in real time when it's not even scripted? Never, and like, not that's once. What's, yeah. yeah, and like that's what us. this is all completely improvised. But they're all just like rattling joke after joke off. Oh, of this. oh my god! Um, amazing. Yeah, it's so fu- it's probably the funniest like thing that I have had to work on. And I know that because like in editing it, I had to just like keep stopping. (laughs) Rewinding it. I was like, I can't believe how funny this is. It's amazing. Um, And then the Q and a, the live Q and a is a whole other thing. That was also amazing. We did that. We did that live on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, So that's a bonus feature on the, on the download that's coming out tomorrow. Very Um, cool. Yeah. It's really um,
2: nice. I'm excited
0: about it. I hope it, I hope this kind of opens up, dumb the world of dumb industries to uh, a few more people uh because it's really just it was such a blast to to work on and Mm. and to do i can't wait for like everyone to see it
1: um so yeah so so this this just sort of makes me think like i would love a physical copy of this yeah is is that something that you have uh you've considered like we have yeah i can't I mean,
0: it's yes. We would love to do a, a physical release, um, so we are looking into into cool. that, and not just with Dark Star, with hopefully other mm-hmm. Mads stuff, right? Um, right. But it's you know that's a whole. We're such. It's really just you know it's me, Trace, and Frank, and mm-hmm. my my buddy Matt helps out with the the live streams a lot, but um, it's really just like the three of us like doing the show every month. So it's hard to like. Um, to like fathom like oh now we have to like start shipping dvds out (laughs) so like we gotta like figure out a way to like outsource it where it's not Mm -hmm. like you know we'll make enough money where it's worth doing but it's not uh we don't have a whole bunch more work for you guys yeah yeah like all of dumb industries merchandise is all just on demand and it's like Mm -hmm. i think you know just as a creator like the best decision you can make because you just don't have to deal with any
2: of it and it's like filling up your house like god i have so many t-shirts that are small why did i bother to buy these
1: exactly yeah 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 and we do a lot of that same stuff too it's it's great you know it's great Mm -hmm. having a a t-shirt shop with no overhead and you don't never have to do anything i know it's it's incredible (laughs) all right it's great um but uh well you know uh that's that's really really fun and it's interesting that you know i had no idea but it's interesting let's see this is why it's great to have people on and you like you get all the stories that that um this was not even your idea this was jl no. williams uh yes you, you just reached, all, reached out and that's all just jeff yeah and i had no idea who i knew
0: about dark star um like, I'd heard about it. I'd never seen anything from it other than, like, pictures on the internet. Yeah. Uh And, like, you know, I just read about it a little bit, but um I, yeah, I met up with him, and he was just, like, the first meeting I had with him, he's like, he's like, well, sorry, so look, this is the deal. The movie's a piece of shit. He's like, I don't, he's like, I don't care. He's like, I want you guys to take it and just, like, eviscerate. It's like, do whatever oh, you want God. with it. He's like, I love. This I guy. don't want to have any say in what you do. He's like, my hands are off. He's like, you know, awesome. He had me sign an agreement that was just like, you have permission to do whatever the hell you want with this and sell <laughs> no, it like however you want. Um, because he's readying his own release of it, uh, a Blu-ray copy, and the mads. Con- oh, well, yeah, actually, so there definitely is going to be a physical release because he's putting out his own version. Of this new edit of Dark Star, and one of the bonus features is going to be the Rift version of it. Oh um, my that's god, that's, cool. that's that's an so his yeah. will likely be out. We don't have any kind of deal in place yet, but his version will likely be out like relatively soon. If you cool. want to get the Blu-ray
1: of it, I I mean I I absolutely want to get the yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely yeah.
1: yeah. It's actually really hard to find information on this movie online there's not like even a trailer seemingly on on the tubes of you there's nothing because you look up dark star and you get the john carpenter movie yeah yeah uh even though grateful dead um, oh yeah or something yeah right so it's like there's 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 just even and i was putting in like dark star the motion picture 2013 (laughs) and it's like nope uh, we we well, know you mean uh the '74 John Carpenter movie, which is Dark Star with two words, not one word. We know that's what you meant. Yeah, and I'm like, yes, you're you're wrong. You're wrong, the- Google.
0: Thing though, they started production on Dark Star in like 2001 or something, and it didn't come out yeah. till like 2010.
1: 10. yeah. So it's
0: also like really hard to identify if
1: you're searching for it. Like what year is what this year? year yeah, right. Well, it seemed like the motion picture that he cobbled together and put out right. as a movie was thirteen. Th- thirteen, yeah. I, so apparently, I would, this yeah. is a different version. This oh, is like
0: an all new okay. version. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, um, that one. I think was that one in color. Like, did
1: you watch it, or have you? I've seen never it? seen it. I, I, it was very hard to find anything. I found yeah. some stuff on, uh, on uh, Jeff's own Vimeo. Yeah like channel right, um, right, right he had a couple of uh, trailers and they were they were black and white so was yours yeah. in color it's in black and white yeah oh he black and white,
2: yeah.
0: yeah and he explains that during the QA because dark star was you know shot it was not shot on like HD cameras or like any kind of like any kind of technology that would have survived like the transition to HD. So when he was putting the Blu-ray together, it's like all this like really kind of shitty looking footage, but he was able to like remaster certain aspects of like the backgrounds so that those are HD but then he also like put this weird black and white filter over everything to make it look more like an old timey kind uh, of sci fi movie. Yeah, there was like it, there was it, like it some dope. distress, right? Uh, and they the they point. riff on that like the entire time because it looks pretty stupid. It looks pretty dumb. It uh, looks pretty dumb. But that, that that's what's what great, great is the... that like they had nothing to do with the production of this, so it's like. Right they're one degree removed where it doesn't feel like um like a sharknado type of thing
1: like we intentionally made this bad oh and we're right gonna make right fun of it, right you know? they're
2: like we were just in this yeah That's, we didn't make yeah,
1: this and exactly. and and clearly this man did not intend this to be bad right
0: like, no sort and of it, come you know to terms with that and for, clearly. It, and they do bring this up quite a bit it's like the the design and everything of everything it's really pretty amazing and it was very revolutionary what he was doing at -hmm. the time you know in 2000 like the idea of um basically like choose your own adventure but with actual footage of movie Mm -hmm. was like a really good idea um it just i I read online there was uh, a 13
1: what was it like, thirteen hundred or thirteen thousand? I don't know what's what's the uh, the number there. There was some insane amount of footage that
2: supposedly thirteen. Yeah, was thirteen, 13
1: hours, hours of footage. So thirteen hours. Like, at, at the, the time,
0: heck. that was like. It, yeah, it might even still be. I don't. I don't really know, but like it might still, still be. A lot
2: must of, be like yeah, pretty right. unheard of. Um, but
1: I, you know, I had this game in the in the late '90s, just real quick. That was called Ripper, and it starred uh, Christopher Walken, and it did not look. Oh. Leaps and bounds better than the footage I saw of Dark Star. That was kind of just how games look. So if he started it in 2001, yeah, maybe by 2010, that looked really right. dated. Right. But, you right. know, maybe for 98, yeah, 90, 97, 98, 96, you know, that's yeah, not that's far impressive. from 2001. Uh, it, yeah. it was kind of how things looked back then. That I distinctly remember.
0: No, and that's or the like, thing is
1: like you, you know yeah. if you were to just take this at face value you'd say like oh this is
0: just like a pretty shitty low budget mm-hmm. sci-fi, but it was a game. No, it was a game. Yeah, it's you can game. like cut totally it some. Different. It's like it's clearly scenes from a video game. So yeah, like you can cut it some slack
1: there. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, if you cobbled together all the footage of Tia Carrere from the Daedalus Encounter, I'm sure it uh, wouldn't be much better looking than Dark Star. That's a deep right. cut, folks. I've never
0: seen that. What is that?
1: Oh, oh, that's a game. The uh, the Dataless Encounter uh, starring Tia Carrere. Yes. Wait, was this an arcade game? No, this was a PC oh. game. Same idea. Okay. Same exact idea. A bunch of uh, the Tim said it. The full motion video. That was totally what. Every box said, yeah, it's an FMV, uh. Point and click yeah. with puzzles and yeah. you just get to the next movie clip. It was so big
0: that uh, like it the idea really of
1: watching yeah. moving yeah. video on
2: a it, computer screen. It was or... a it was a thing. Like yeah. they were yeah, so gener- C D and like the three DO yeah. systems mm-hmm. yep. were definitely yep. trying to push that as like the future of of right. Right. Yeah. what you could do with graphics is full motion. Like what's better mm-hmm. graphics than real life? And uh, you know, it's kind of funny because <laughs> now it's like, yeah, but it's like also the aspects ratio of a postage stamp and it right. runs at twenty frames <laughs> per second. So um, I feel like we could do better, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. I mean, I yeah. I am like I am definitely um a, you know big fan of playing video games and stuff like that. And I would love to be able to track down to play Dark Star, but like it's right. not available anymore. I know. And- I, I would love to compare, you know, and just see like how they cut it together and stuff. But like, I, I straight up just cannot find. Yeah, it. and
0: from what Jeff said, like even if you had a physical copy of it, um, well, you got to find a computer that will like. You know, that has like a, yeah, disk, you need like a window, which you know. is harder hard to find. Yeah. You need it. He said that yeah. XP, I think like five years ago, he said that he was able to get it to run on a Mac booted up with Boot Camp, but, okay. um, but it like didn't play like well or anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. think that the game ever played well. Like I think it was always like, <laughs> right, right. like is really it frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Or <is> it just...
2: <laughs> um, I, I found a thread on a uh, good old games that somebody had, had reached out to someone who was part of the process uh, in making Darkstar. Um, so I don't know if it is, uh, if it is uh, JL and Williams, right.
0: And probably he apparently did like, most of everything for dark star like yeah. directing this, he wrote it the uh animation he did like it's the, amazing
2: it, it's 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 unheard of you know and it's yeah. impressive but i would i would love to see it you know find a new home on a uh, good old games or steam or something like yeah. that so that people could check that stuff out because I, I mean yeah. you'd be like you'd be surprised you can you can get the uh what was that old computer game with david bowie in it um oh I that's
1: don't know. that's like, like on bowie?
2: steam yeah uh this is bowie to bowie this <laughs> is uh,
1: david bowie from 1985 it's Lowry. called
2: it's called omicron the nomad soul
0: oh is that like in the 90s uh
2: yeah so it's from 99
0: is that weird time period where they're trying to like put musicians in video games? Like, wasn't it like an Aerosmith game with like a gun? Revolution oh, that was yeah. in the arcades. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. shot yeah. like
2: vinyls. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Did all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm mean, like, these games have they are on Steam, so it would be really great. To yeah, see Dark Star, yeah, its and entirety. Dark Star is
0: basically like missed, like, it's the same kind of right. yeah. idea, yeah. so mm-hmm. um, point and click. He pro if there was enough
1: of the demand, I don't think enough people really know
0: about it for it to be
1: Well, that's the thing. I've never know. like, okay, so we on the show on Retro Doctopus, we cover retro games a lot. We are pretty damn knowledgeable. Yeah. And uh none of us had ever heard of this. Yeah. And we are huge mystery science theater fans. I know. So that's a lot the weirder
2: of, thing, is that we hadn't heard about it from Never even that heard angle, of it. you know. I know yeah, yeah, a, lot a lot of really people
1: really said crazy. that they that
0: never knew that it was even a thing. Uh, yeah. when we announced so. it so yeah it's
1: it's pretty <clears throat> obscure pretty, i'm super cool. excited to watch it i can't, I can't wait to be honest. i can't wait yeah i can't yeah. wait um chris thank you so much for coming on uh before before you get out of here uh we, we we like to swing things back to retro um we don't have that much time let's i'll just ask you this what's what's your favorite or maybe if you can narrow it down to one two three Classic episodes of Mystery Science Theater. Like if you if you're gonna Ooh. pop one in today de- to like tonight, like
0: um, like give me la- give
1: me your give me your top three. Laser blast is
0: always oh, yeah. the go to for me. I don't know that. I think that <laughs> episode kind of airs in like that that weird era where Trace was still on, but Frank but wasn't. Frank I think had Frank left. had already left. Yes. and it's like yeah. there's only like six episodes in that season or something, and that's one of them. And it's like so. Uh, i just i just loved that one it's i've so watched memorable. yeah and i've watched that movie like unriffed randomly before i'd actually seen the mystery science theater episode so like it was kind of like oh my god this movie this horrible movie that i just randomly watched it was like now i get to see. It was like such a gift it was like oh mystery science theater did this too <laughs> and i That's had terrific. no idea um you know like when you in the 90s, if you missed an episode of Mystery Science Theater, it's like you just never saw it, it was, again, yeah. <laughs> gone. Unless it, unless it, it was reran, gone. so like when things started showing up on when they started putting like episodes on Netflix and stuff, like that's really when I started really getting it. I was like, oh, like I can finally watch all these episodes I just mm-hmm. never saw. Um, yeah,
1: before yeah, so la- Laser
0: Blast, definitely. Uh, Time of the Apes is always like pretty high up there for me Mm. uh i think that might have been like the first episode i actually i don't know that one
2: i've I've never seen that oh
0: that's that's a great one i think they did it in the ktma season two which i've been i've never seen that but it's like season three or season four and it's time of the apes is a planet of the apes ripoff uh that i believe it's 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 a japanese movie but they took this like what it was gonna be a kind of like Planet of the Apes TV series for kids. Like there was gonna be like kids with ape people, okay. like talking apes. <laughs> and uh they uh they took this series and like edited it into a full length movie. And like that's what they're riffing on. And it's so Interesting. It is so goddamn terrible. Um,
2: I, I am finding that it is available in entirety on uh, YouTube. So yeah, okay. that's that's the um, Avenue. We can watch that's a
0: now. that's definitely a top top tier one. And then I don't know, Mitch, Mitchell's always Mitchell. like, Mitchell's a great so go to. I feel like if I'm gonna tell a friend, like if they wanted to watch one episode just to like get a kind of like an idea
1: of it, I think Mitchell's a good sort of entry point i think mitchell may be their best overall episode yeah Um, i i think it's my second favorite just because i love pod people way too much but um (laughs) i think i'll go uh go Ega for number three that's just another close to my heart yeah and i got to see uh i got to see that live with uh with jonah oh really that was something that was really cool wait did they
0: do Ega for oh no they did a that was like the watch out for snakes
1: yes mm-hmm. yes that, yes. that. that yeah. was that yep yep i didn't know if they that did that true. on the uh netflix season or not no no they didn't they did the netflix season and then they were like oh we're doing a live show yeah and it's 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 mf and ega i'm like oh my god <laughs> i have to assess that
0: <laughs> yeah that's something like i still have never seen trace and frank live in person <clears throat> like, I you know, I met them in person, but like, I've never seen them perform as the Mads okay, at yeah. like a show. Uh, Frank would always like, whenever they did, they would do like the Brooklyn Alamo draft House. they do like a, oh, okay. a show there, and then I think they do a I think there's a draft house in Yonkers now, so they would kind of do like a weekend in New York. Um, but it was just like every time Frank was doing it, and he's like, you should come. I was like, I can't, I, I used to work Fridays and Saturday nights, so it's just like impossible for me to mm-hmm. ever see them. <laughs> But that's something like I, I can't wait to experience that. Like yeah. getting to laugh with other people yeah. at them, and not just like in my room to myself. You know?
1: <laughs> well, right. I think that's that's what's so cool about what you're doing because you know any any creator project has to be pan- passionate for it to mm-hmm. it to come off. Oh yeah, and and uh, you you know you're a fan, so you know that. Yeah,
0: and that's yeah. they. Trace and Frank have always worked with fans like
1: all all the people that, that have
0: done their art they were just people that sent in art that yeah. they ended up hiring and like Carmen Sarah just he like emailed me a doodle during one of the shows of the movie that we were watching and it was just so amazing I put it on screen and we were like let's just see if you can do posters for us and um every their manager started out as a fan um i know caroline hidalgo produced their their podcast for them started as a fan um i mean those are the people that they want to be surrounded with you know that's like they're they uh, they survive because of how amazing their fans are so they're just Mm. like all they want to do is like just help their fans, you know, help them if they can, <laughs> you know, it's, Very cool. Very it's worth cool. it for everyone. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone
1: wins. Yeah. You know. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh Eight bit. You got anything else for Chris before we get out of here?
2: Uh Honestly, just thank you. And you know, this has been a lot of fun getting to, to kind of chat and yeah. just, laugh and enjoy the things that you do and see how much you enjoy what you do and it's just uh it's infectious it's great we Thank really you. honestly can't wait to watch dark star yeah and uh
0: you, you and guys are gonna... Lose your minds. I'm, I'm I telling so. you, it's I can't prepare you enough for how funny. <laughs> I <it> mean, is. <laughs> I'm so keyed
2: up right now. I know it's, I'm so <laughs> freaking ready. I'm gonna like, I'm like hovering over the buy button right now. I'm just like, <laughs> no,
0: I'll, I'll yeah. send you the link. Don't, oh, don't yeah, pay you're, for you're, it. You're a great. Great. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no, you guys
1: are great. This was really fun. Thanks oh, for awesome. having me. Awesome. So, Thank um, you. yeah, killer. Yeah, you will welcome back anytime. Um, if there's anything you got coming up or you want a promo, now's yeah, the yeah, time to do it uh just the mads are back a night
0: of shorts 11 is on tuesday april 11th at 8 p.m um and then the mary joe Peel shows every fourth tuesday of the month and we're doing um we do these movie joe nights thing where we just find like a old made for tv movie or special or something and just you know just watch it completely improvised oh uh, and we're that. doing That's um fun. i don't know if you guys have ever heard of this weird 70s variety show special legends of the superheroes oh yeah uh, yeah
1: it's yeah the crypt keepers in that really yeah oh, john yeah the voice of the crypt keeper uh john oh, john, K- john Kassir. Kassir. yeah Kassir. he's uh i think he's the adam oh weird yeah. yeah it's got like that like adam west and burt mortar in it as batman and robin are they i didn't know that yeah, yeah and like ed That's mcmahon crazy. is in it there's this all is, i've
0: never seen it
1: but, this is the David Ogden Stiers as Martian Manhunter one, right? No, I know what you're thinking of the Justice League HBO.
0: Oh, okay, thing, okay, I'm which is wrong. another amazing
1: piece of you know. So John Cassiers in that. <laughs>
0: oh, he's in that. Okay, that he's makes more that. sense. This one's okay.
1: like in the 70s.
0: It's like shot oh, okay. like, a, like a Brady Bunch Variety Hour type of thing, weird. but it's with superheroes. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> this Mary- looks super weird. Mary Jo <laughs> Mary- Mary- <looks> <laughs> Mary- 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 and I are going to watch that on Tuesday, oh, April man. 18th. Uh, nice. Well, yeah.
1: you know, uh, next time maybe we can get to talk to Talk about Mary Joe Peel show. I definitely oh, yeah. intended to, yeah. but uh yeah. Um I I would love to check that out. That's really fun. Uh, I, I haven't I have only seen the Mads are back, and you guys got so much so much going on. You guys have like it's what, four insane. or five different shows going on at all yeah. times.
2: Yeah, a lot of great yeah. stuff to um, check out. Very
1: yeah. cool, uh cool stuff. So retroids, uh in the listening audience, please. If You guys are fans of Mystery Science Theater, especially, or you just you just like good comedy, please go to dumb industries.com and check out some live streams uh from our boy Chris here and uh and the mads themselves and Mary Joe Peel and and uh you're also doing live art lessons with Jackie Neiman Jones, the yeah. little girl oh, nanos to talk about that. Yeah, I know, she just I, painted I,
2: Mothra, like that's so yeah. cool. I just can't <laughs> even
1: believe it. It's like the funniest, weirdest thing. And every time you're like, you know, we do a you do a live stream, and, and I'm I'm there like you're like you're like, oh, Jackie neiman Jones is hanging out with us. I'm like, this is the weirdest thing. I love it. Yeah. She's just always
2: on on call. Like she's like, the
0: great. Know. She's just, she's another. She's just a huge fan. Like she just yeah. loves, you know, anything related to anything. It's the best science theater fan. Like she's just, she's there. Um, and
1: yeah. I just, just super quick story. So I, I do conventions sometimes as, a, as an author, and uh, I went down to uh, a couple of. It was, it was actually, yeah before pandemic um i went down to florida and i did um spooky empire is down there and there was a guy who was who shows up in the full manos robes and i i couldn't get over it and dude he he bought it from jackie neiman jones yeah he's like yeah, she's she, like she
2: makes yeah. them right? she custom i custom
0: designs
1: them yeah but i physically saw a person in the wild that's awesome yeah that's (laughs) so cool like he's like oh yeah i bought it for jackie neiman jones the uh, little girl from manos she makes them they're 300 bucks i'm like oh my god she's made
0: something i think she's up to like 50 something but she like
1: it's a lot of work for her
0: she yeah they're huge um, and you know she has to like they're custom made like and sized and everything. Yeah. Um, oh man, that's but yeah, so cool. people show up at conventions with those a lot. Like they're becoming more oh. and more common, and it's like they're all coming from her. Right. Yeah, uh, like she's the
2: single source of- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. the man like if you through. see them, yeah. they're like probably from yeah. her. oh
1: my god, it's the funniest really thing cool. ever. Yeah. Uh so anyway, uh guys, uh yeah. So check out dumbdashindustries.com My personal opinion as a lifetime mystery, the stuff Chris is doing over it over there is uh is is just the best current callback to the to an awesome show that we all love and uh and you know straight up like i know like i'm just doing an ad for you now but like it's very cheap it's like 10 bucks that's
0: yes we always that's really important important to us yeah
1: it's very Um, cheap uh you know it's a it's a tuesday night you got nothing going on what do you do on tuesdays anyway exactly that's why we pick
0: tuesdays there's just too much competition on the weekends yeah (laughs) like for real like it's for a live stream it's just most people are home on tuesday nights yeah. you know so yeah
1: so, our show so. actually comes out on tuesday we have a tentacle tuesday uh, nice. see we're back to the octopus shit Tuesday's but, uh, need more shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so that's it for for this episode of the retro reductible cephalic podcast uh we will let you out of the bridge down there so i hope you didn't oh, thank god i hope you're, I uh, that, your, your feet are okay i only kiss uh, myself three times three times that's okay Uh, i mean no that's that's actually
0: is that normally is that that's good okay good that's that's that's
2: that's pretty good yeah it adds to the Um, patine for the next guest yeah (laughs) yeah He's in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> awesome
1: stuff. Uh, so, guys, uh, you know, if you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome. If you like what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter. We are part of the Inebriard Podcast Network. We are part of the Dorkening Podcast Network, and we want you to check out some of our f- our fabulous brother and sister shows, like. Epic Tales from the Sewers, Weekly Warp Pipe with Russ Lyman, and Wicked Horror Show Shark Bites. I mean, there's a lot of shows on the network. It's it's a good time. It's a uh, plenty plenty of stuff to wet to wet that palate if it needs wetting. If your palate is dry, wet just go, go.
2: Dry pants. palettes are our enemy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. like Chris
1: goes back is. I know he's going to go to dorkeningnetwork.com and he's going to. I'm already there. Wet, I mean he's there. there, he's gonna be listening to all the shows. It's, I'm it's listening insane. to them all right at the same time right now. Yeah. I don't it's it's a talent.
0: It's just a, symphony it's a talent noise in my headphones right now. But it's good.
1: I like it. It's good Thank good you. stuff. Uh, I have been your host. My name is Parasite Steve and I will see you guys next week. It is it has certainly been uh, it's certainly been a journey. Yeah. It's certainly been a journey. Thanks, guys. You guys have yourself a good night. Thanks guys.